for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I probably don't sound like Reese Boyd, and that is because I am not. My name is Savannah Craven. I'm a conservative activist and pro-life activist, and I'm filling in for Reese today as he's on a trip for his daughter's soccer game. So thank you so much, Reese, uh, for letting me host today. I'm going to be your host, and welcome to the show. Uh, At Saturday Morning Coffee, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and join us as we talk about the news, current events, and what's happening in your world, and all the things we think that you need to know. Here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we're all about limited government and lower taxes, because that means more freedom for you and I. And for all of us who are we the people, we've got a country to save, and it starts right here on the local level. So let's get right to it. We invite you to settle down with a cup of your favorite Java, your newspaper, if you have one of those, and join us as we get your Saturday morning going. It is my pleasure to introduce our Mr. Producer extraordinaire, Glenn Dye. Did he really write extraordinary? Yes. <laughs> but I mean, he's right. <laughs> yes. So welcome to Saturday Morning Coffee. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Doing great. great. Yep. And what have you got to drink this morning? You want to know that too. Um, I yeah. am still stuck on the, the Kirkland brand Colombian yes, coffee. Yes, everyone get on the Kirkland brand. Hey, I need and, to do that too. Me and Juan Valdez are like this. <laughs> love uh, it. He only it. picks the freshest beans. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Well, I had some fresh squeezed orange juice this morning. Nice. Uh, I didn't get any coffee, but it was really, really good. So, yeah. A little too early for vodka in that orange juice, but. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And you've got a big day ahead of you, I understand, as well. I do, yes. I will be going with live action uh, to Raleigh, North Carolina to counter the bans off our bodies protest uh, that is provided by Planned Parenthood. So that should be interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, They know that we're coming, so they've actually changed the address. This is going to be the second time now. So hopefully this time they won't change before I get there at noon. (laughs) Wow. Well, um, good luck to you. You've got good weather today, it appears. Yes, thank you. You've got a chance of spotty showers throughout the area, but not everybody will remain mostly dry. Good, good. Yeah, we'll be out there. Yeah, well, good. Good luck. I I hope you can um, change some people's minds. Me I too. mean, isn't that what it's about? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we're all people and, you know, we have different opinions. And I, I just hope that I'm able to have some decent conversations because over this past week, we've seen a lot of violence, a lot of anger. And I feel like if people just were able to sit down and have a real conversation, you mm-hmm. know, like normal people, mm-hmm. that we wouldn't be able to get somewhere. Right. And the protesting at the justices' homes. Oh, it's ridiculous. Just is unbelievable. Yeah. It's actually against federal law. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't understand. I don't think anybody's been arrested for that. No, they're not doing anything no. about it. And he's actually had to move to a secure location to protect him and his family because these people are a literal mob. They're angry right. and they want him to die. Like, it's just, it's crazy, you know, that people are getting this upset that they might not be able to end the life of their child in their state. Yeah, and I understand one of the neighbors of... of Maybe it was Brett Kavanaugh. One of the neighbors is one that posted the 
the address of the family, and then there was a, a I guess, a list of all of them's uh, addresses, uh, all oh. the justices' addresses, and I think that that person should be prosecuted. Oh, definitely. I mean, it is an invasion of privacy, but also you're you're organizing a uh, riot, yeah, type, a yeah. riot type thing, mm-hmm. yeah, and and that is against the law as well to organize a riot, right? Um. It's just a sad state of affairs where our world is right now. Um, it is cruel. It is mean. It is heartless. Uh, the 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 human life aspect is just doesn't seem to matter to a lot of people. Yep. And a di- total disregard for human life, I guess, is the best way to say it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I just believe this starts with education. It's like we've known for at least 40 years now that life in the womb is not just a clump of cells, but we were once that clump of cells inside, right? Right. And we had value. We were always ourselves. We were just at a different location and a different size. And I wish that people would hear that out. You know, where in the Constitution does it say that a woman gets the right to an abortion? Right. And nowhere. <laughs> and it's it's really hard to conceive. I mean, the millions and millions of of things that have to come together for a woman to conceive. Absolutely. It's not just, you know, every time you're going to no. get pregnant. So, um, yeah, it, it is a miracle. And it's a it's a shame that people want to kill the miracle. But Absolutely. on their side of the point, um, you know, my my viewpoint is don't use abortion as a um excuse for you not doing the right thing practicing safe sex birth control what have you Mm -hmm. it is your responsibility so it is your body it is your responsibility and you should do everything you can to avoid going down that road of abortion and and killing a fetus right and even if i was on their side and i really believe that if roe v Wade was overturned like all the rights of women were going to be stripped away Mm -hmm. and this was you know (laughs) an attack by the patriarchy i would never use violence to try to get people to you know, change their mind. Right. That's never the answer. Going and harassing someone at their house. I mean, imagine if Republicans were going and doing that or if pro-life people were going and doing that. It would be all over the news. People would be arrested yeah. left and right. But it doesn't match the, the media's narrative. They don't want to show that part. They don't want to show that, oh, yeah, the mob is really this crazy. Right. They want to say, oh, we're the loving side. But you're not. You're not the loving side because you can't even have a conversation with someone that doesn't agree with you. Right. Without a screaming match happening. Yeah. And it... To me, it's just everybody settle down, grow up, pull up your pants, and and talk. Right. You know, be a be a responsible adult. Right. That's what it comes down to. And these, you can't say snowflakes, but the, these people that have been brought up with these uh, values that they have, and then they're out here yelling it in your face that it's my body, my right. Where was this action in your? Mind when you were being told you had you have to get vaccinated right. or you're going to lose your job. Yeah. Where was my body, my right then? Exactly. And if you don't get vaccinated, you're a killer and you're not going along with the human race. Yeah. Like you're going to kill grandma and grandpa when yeah. you bring it home. Right. You know, because if you get the vaccine, you're not going to get the virus is what we were originally told. Mm. And there are arguments that people have that. Well, it's like a 17-year-old. They don't know everything going on in the world right now. And Dr. Fauci, he, he, this was new to him, so he didn't really know, and he was learning as he, as he went along. You are the top authority for our country for disease. 
Yeah. And and you're learning on the go. You're learning on the fly. You're the most you're the highest paid person in Washington. Wow. You're learning on the fly. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But it's Trump's fault. Yeah. It's, it's Trump's all fault. Trump's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Trump's fault. And yeah. now we're learning that that closing the schools was one of our biz- biggest mistakes. Oh, yeah. You know, that was one of the safest places. The the unions, the teachers unions got involved. The teachers didn't want to go to uh, school. The parents didn't want the school shut down. The kids didn't want the school shut down. But because Trump said we should keep the schools open, they closed all the schools. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. yeah. But if Biden would have said it, oh, yes, he's a savior. <laughs> I was wondering when the bat signal was going to go up with Trump's face in the in right? the bat signal. Yeah. You know that it's it's time to to bring back the man to get this place straightened out. Yeah, I've seen that. That's so. funny. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining this morning, and we will be right back with more Resploid Radio Hour here on ninety four point five. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday morning coffee. We're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty. And Greg, if you represent a seller in this market, how do you help them determine what the right listing price is in a market such as this? To determine the right listing price today, you have to look at the current pendings that are comparable. We don't even need to look at the closed sales because that's in the past. In an upward trending market that's going up this quickly, we look at homes that are on the market that are for sale or have just gone pending, and that's what we're basing our pricing on. But you have to be careful not to overprice. When a home is on the market for more than 25 to 30 days, people start wondering what's wrong. So you got to be careful not to overprice it. Folks, that's great real estate advice from Greg Sisson. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty at 843-251-2693 or reach them online at gregsisson.com. It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. Someone told me long ago there's a calm before the storm. I know. That's right, you thought that was. Credence Clearwater, yeah, CRs, <laughs> yeah, those guys. Uh, it's not. It's Rod Stewart. <laughs> yeah, I like that song. Well, welcome back, everyone, to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Respoid Radio Hour. I'm your guest host, Savannah Craven. All right, so did anyone hear about that formula shortage down, uh, well, it's actually in America, but down at the border... <laughs> There is no shortage there of formula. There is order. no shortage of formula for illegal immigrants and their and their babies coming over. I mean, how do you say America last better than that? I yeah. don't think you can. No, that that is a perfect example of America last. I mean, wow. This baby formula shortage began it back in January, February. It was it was known. It wasn't yeah. a secret. And finally, this week, President Biden is is got somebody on it. So we're always like, you know, it's not a day late and a dollar short with Biden. It's like uh, 90 days late and 
a trillion dollars short. Yeah, and he doesn't know where he is either. He's late, doesn't know where he is, doesn't know what's going on. I mean, we know he's not really in charge of anything, right? He's just a puppet. And it's just a shame. It's like, not only do you want to end the life of American children in the womb, but now you're just, they don't even need food, apparently. But you're going to give it to these illegal immigrants that are pouring into our country. Well, that is a good sign that your country is in serious trouble when you can't feed the children. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, something that's really kind of touched me this past week is the amount of money that we've sent to Ukraine. Um, we are $53 billion, somewhere mm-hmm. around that range now, which is twice what we spend on our own border for a year. And this was sent in within months. Um, the fact that all the formula is at the border and we need it here – um, they're blaming one manufacturing plant for closing down because of a recall and that they're waiting for FDA approval to reopen. Um, they're blaming the shortage. I saw this on the news and I was like, you can't blame the shortage on one factory. No. Um, so th- this shortage was, was building and now we are in desperate times. There are mothers out there that are worried about feeding their children. I saw a mother that said, I have about 30 days worth of food for my, da- my daughter and that's it. After that, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, they, you've got families that are scouring five, six different states, calling relatives to try and find some formula. And the shelves are wiped out. There's no end in sight. And finally, the president says that they're on it. But we've heard that before and seen mm. it, it's not going to help. Right. Um, this is a, a long-lasting effect. Um, and it's so sad. It is sad. I mean, I just – I don't understand, like – what more proof these Biden supporters need, these these leftists need. It's like it's not even about right or left anymore. It's literally right and wrong. Yeah. I mean, we can't even take care of our mo- most vulnerable, right? Yeah. We can't even feed our kids. How are we supposed to take care of anything else? It's but, just. And we're sending it to them at the border, but we're also sending all this money out of our country where our, we need it here. Yeah. I mean. What Biden is doing uh, by sending all this money over to Ukraine is basically like buying a $300,000 Rolls Royce on a McDonald's income. Yeah. Um, it's stupid. It's going to get repossessed at some point, um, probably pretty quickly. And we are heading down the road to a depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're there yet, but we're, we're heading that way. Yeah. Um, The stock market's not looking good. Your 401ks have lost a lot of money. Um, You know, had you invested in um, Bitcoin? Well, it hasn't been a good year for you either. No, Um, So really, everywhere you look is just uh, turmoil, um, (laughs) the falling of America. Yep. And I, I hope people are waking up. I hope people can see that we need to make a change now. And you can start at the local level, but you make sure that you vote this this uh, midterm. It's just it's so important. Yeah, really we is. have to show these people that we're done putting up with your with your crap. Mm-hmm. The American people are done. This is not what America was built on. I mean, imagine if our founding fathers were looking at us now. Yeah. Be like, oh, you're just going against everything that we we worked so hard mm-hmm. for. You are breaking our country. Yeah. The economy is terrible. Inflation is terrible. 
Uh, people's pay is not keeping up with inflation, so it's only a matter of time for most American families to run out of money and not be able to pay their bills. Yeah, I know people that are, you know, the, the mother and the father both work, and they're still struggling. They're mm-hmm. still living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. It's like we shouldn't be at that point. Uh, Kamala nor the president have been to the border to witness no. what's going on down there. You know, Kamala, Kamala, Kamala will tell you that she has been to the – she was nowhere close to right. where the issues Does are. she even really, like, have a job? Um, because yeah. I don't yeah. know no. what she ever does. No, she's just <laughs> no. a talking piece sometimes, and it really gets them in trouble sometimes. Yeah. Um, and if you remember back, Schumer, Pelosi, who else? A couple of those other idiots – Trump is not getting $5 billion for the wall. It's not happening. We're not giving him that money. We are over $50 billion given to another country to protect their border. Right. And uh, to help them out. We are in a war ourselves. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are depleting our own resources in case we need them. Um, I mean, is there currently a factory that is replacing all these Stinger missiles that we're... I guess there is. I, I don't know. I mean, we are sending... Tons and tons of our military equipment overseas, and who knows if we're going to need it. It's crazy. It's like Mexico has a wall on their southern border. China has a wall. It's literally to protect these evil people from coming in. Now, I'm not saying all these people that are coming in are are evil. I mean, I know a lot of them are seeking a better life, but you don't do it that way. Right. If I go try to jump into France, do you think they're just going to let me in? Nope. No. Nope. Probably going to get shot. Hmm? Well, I don't know about that. They, <laughs> they, I saw I, I saw a uh, an ad for a, a French um, war military gun. Never used, dropped once. Oh, really? And, yeah, meaning yeah, they just dropped it and ran. Um, oh, wow. But, but uh, quite honestly, the, the amount of money that we are sending out of this country where we need it for our – you see the infrastructure bill is not going to pass. We He just – everything he wants to do sucks. Everything he does – really just sucks. So if there's anybody, if you have any friends that are like telling you that Biden is doing a great job and I'm proud of what's going on in this country, um, they have some issues. Uh, They still think it it was worse under Trump, but then they just can't give me, I mean, the, the only conversations I've had in like the last month is, well, I just, I just don't like how loud he was and, and how, you know, confrontational he was. And I was like, I wish he would have been more confrontational. Mm-hmm. I lived for his tweets. I lived for him, you know, calling people out. That's what we yeah. want, a real life person. Now we have someone that can barely even read a teleprompter, doesn't know where he's at. His wife doesn't even allow him to real, read a children's book mm-hmm. to kids at Easter. Like, this is what we've gone from and you're really going to say that trump was worse we had the best 401k amounts that we had the lowest gas prices Mm -hmm. we had consumer index we had everything we needed so i would put up with those mean tweets but before the election i i I know we were talking about gas prices because that's something that affects every family Mm -hmm. and i said you know if you elect a democrat if you elect biden you're going to pay more for gas and somebody told me I will pay ten dollars a gallon for gas if I if Trump's not in office. I would happily do that. And wow. and I thought at the time that's crazy, but you might get your opportunity. Yeah, You're, I hope they're enjoying it now and send me a check. Yeah, so, so willing. So is Trump the answer? Is he? I believe he could come in and fix everything. Uh, we've still got over two years to go with this president. It's going to be worse than it is now. Will he be able to fix it then? Is he the right guy to get elected? Can he? Does he have too much baggage? Is he too controversial? Yeah. You know, 
what's the answer? Is it Ron DeSantis? Is he the answer? Is, um, geez, Manchin, if you could just come over and be a Republican right. and maybe run for president, that might be, yeah. you know, West Virginia. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd love DeSantis. Like, don't get me wrong, but I also love what he's doing in Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of like the paradise state. <laughs> it is. And so whoever would have to replace him would have to be right up there with him. But yeah, I mean, totally DeSantis would get my vote. I think he's a great guy. I think he's really personable and for the people. Right. Um, as for Trump, of course, I would vote for him again. But I just think that that would be another uproar of riots and destruction and them trying to cheat again. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to try to cheat either way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see. But I, I would like to see probably a fresh face. And also, it would be interesting to see what DeSantis would do, because I feel like Trump is going to come in and try to redo everything that, you know, he did the past in his four years. And Mm. then we'd just be like, there just wouldn't be enough time to fix all of the issues that's been going on this past year. And with DeSantis being able to have, you know, two terms, maybe we could get everything done in eight years. Maybe. And if we had the House and the Senate, we probably could get a lot done. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the fact that our energy independence has gone out the window. Um, yeah. We're now sending energy over to, I think it's Germany, um, because Russia has cut them off. I just uh, told you during the break that Finland, uh, because they want to become part of NATO, it looks like Russia's cutting off the electricity to Finland. You know, wow. <laughs> are you kidding me? This guy is... is Totally nuts. He, yeah. It's one thing to invade Ukraine, but then you start getting into other countries like Finland's going to join NATO. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do not want a war with NATO. Oh, no. You do not. Unless unless it's going to be the end of the world. Yeah. Um, which you push him back into a corner. Is he going to fire off a nuke? You know, um, the threat has been made. The British Isles could be taken out with one push of one button. It's frightening. Um, it sure is. And we haven't seen this since, I believe, 1962, the fear wow. of nuclear attack uh, since the um, uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. And um, we got that resolved. Yeah. Uh, this seems to have gone on a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, the resilience of the Ukrainian people. Um, mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the, they are pushing back. Um, they do have some great weapons, state-of-the-art weapons that we've provided uh, they're able to take out tanks, hundreds of tanks at one time. So they're they are doing a good job holding them back. But in the meantime, the country has just been decimated. It has been totally destroyed. There it's are not awful. many places that uh, have not been touched by that war in Ukraine. And Ukraine's a pretty big place. Gosh, that's tragic. Yeah, I just I want people to know how real this is. And like with our president, I believe that this could start to happen here mm-hmm. because people just think. You know, everyone's just, oh, it's not that big of a deal or that would never really happen here. That happens in these other countries. It's like, no, the reality is this could happen anywhere. And the way you're voting, the way that you you have this thought process, it could happen here. Mm -hmm. And back to the border issue with all the illegal drugs coming across the border, the fentanyl. There is probably enough fentanyl in this country now to kill everybody. So if just... Take like a let's just say a kilo of of fentanyl. Mm-hmm. You know they they say just a speck, the top of a pen, uh, just a couple specks of grains, I guess, of of fentanyl can kill a person. Can you imagine if uh, a kilo got put into a 
a, a source of water or a food yeah. source or something like that, the amount of people that it could kill in this country, uh, the threat is real. Um, uh, terrorism threat, I believe, in this country is more real now than it has ever been. Under Trump, I felt safe. Mm-hmm. Under Trump, the good old days when yeah. he's going to get us in a war with China. <laughs> He's going to get us all killed. Yeah. That didn't happen. We had actually good relationships with China, with North Korea, with Russia, and all that has – the respect for our country has just gone out the window. So I don't see that coming back anytime soon. No, me either. Well, uh, this news about Brittany Drexel possibly. Yeah, can Um, we talk about that when we get back from the break? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. We'll take a little break. We'll be right back with Saturday Morning Coffee with your – Guest host, I keep wanting to say Savannah Guthrie, which is not, that's NBC gal. (laughs) Savannah Craven, (laughs) guest hosting for Reese Boyd. We'll be right back right here on Talk. Text us, 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday morning coffee, and we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Reese, Pamela and I have always cherished that we get to live on the coast of South Carolina. What a privilege it is to serve our friends and neighbors along the Grand Strand and beyond with clients in 27 states. And just this year, Pile Financial Services was recognized as the number one company in the country with our broker-dealer out of Dallas, Texas. As we look to celebrate and ring in the new year, now is the time to review your financial relationships. 2022 could be a year of much volatility with elections, midterms, and potential tax law changes. If you don't have an advisor you trust, call Pile Financial Services at 843-945-4480 or find them online at pilefinancialservices.com. It's Pile Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. There ain't a thing in the world to take me back like a dark-haired Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I'm your guest host, Savannah Craven, and we're here with producer Glenn Dye. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Well, we've had a lot of uh, interest here on the text line. If you would like to call the show, 843-903-2945. The text line, 843-798-TALK. That's 843-798-8255. It's a great way to communicate with us through the text line. Andy Thompson, he's got a busy week coming up. I know 85 Overdrive is playing every night next week. You know, it's going to be nice. bike week, so they've got a big gig. Uh, that's why I'm filling in for Nick next week, because he's going to be busy at night. Oh, great. And it's hard to get up in the middle of the night when you're working at night. Yeah. So um, uh, the climbers have checked in. Cadillac Gary has checked in. And Gordon, the golf guy, um, he said that the straw poll was done last night, and it's on the HCGOP uh, website. And I'll take a look at that here in a few minutes. 
Okay. Well, yeah, I see this guitar here. This is pretty cool. Yeah. It's like in the shape of a gun. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's gold. It, that's the uh, Jeff, the guitar builder, built that, and uh, Andy is the proud owner of it, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Love it. Looks like a AK forty-seven or yes, uh, something like that. Exciting, exciting. Or I'm sorry, an AR. What was it? AR fourteen. AR fifteen. Yeah, but the AR fourteen is something. what uh, Biden called it. I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna come and take your AR fourteens away from you. Okay. So, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> So you wanted to talk about Brittany Drexel. Um, yes. Yeah, very sad. She uh, disappeared back in 2009, um, and looks like there might be some new information. Uh, there mm. is a um, uh, press conference scheduled for Monday. Um, do you remember what time that that uh, press conference was supposed to happen? Two o'clock, something like I that. I am not exactly sure. Uh, 2 p.m. Yep. Okay. Expected Monday at 2 p.m. Uh, and it's a Georgetown County. So. I guess you know the history of this, right? That they picked up a guy that was an, that was yep. um, part of um, a, what was a person of interest back in 2012. It says, but so I guess they they picked him up and then they started searching. He was arrested and being held with um, uh, what was that? Uh, like blocking an investigation. What, what oh, am I, the words I'm looking yeah, for? Yeah, I'm not sh- exactly sure what that's called, but I know what you mean. Yeah. I'm hiding not... hiding the details, I guess. So he was picked up on, on those charges. He's been charged with um, that. And then they started looking in the woods down in Georgetown County f- and, and they've found the body. So it, it may be that he finally came clean after all these years. We don't know. I, right. I, I see the picture of the guy. He looks like he's lost one eye. Um, oh, jeez. Don't, don't know what I, why one eye is closed. Darryl. Are they sure yet that it is her body? No. Well, we, no, we don't sure. know. They may know, um, and, and that's, I guess, why they're planning a news conference for 2 o'clock on Monday. Okay. Yeah, well, I hope that this will bring some closure to her family. I mean, this is just such a tragic case. Well, well and with the remains being found uh, in, the, in the wooded area, it should bring closure to somebody's family. Yeah. Uh, at some point, you know, maybe. Um, and, you know, we, we don't want it to be Brittany Drexel, but if she is passed, we, you know, and, and not alive anymore, which is the belief. Yeah. Um, I'm, I would love for this to be her so that the family could get some closure. Absolutely. Um, so they were there searching uh, late Wednesday night in the outskirts of Georgetown. Um, it, it's, it's an interesting, you know, twist on something that's been going on now for what uh, – 13 years wow i can't even imagine yeah i can't imagine uh we've seen her mother on tv uh, being interviewed and you know she would love to have closure yes um, i'm i'm sure um and now we have a, a interview coming up with john cassidy he's a, a candidate for county council and um uh that'll be coming up here in in just a moment when we come back from the break you yeah. want to take that break and we'll come back and sure. speak with john Yes, looking forward to it. All right, everyone. We'll be be right back with a little bit more of Savannah Craven here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. And more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. You ready? 
Love it. <laughs> it's like you want to do the funky chicken to this. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I'm your host today, Savannah Craven. We're going to be uh, interviewing John Cassidy this morning. He is a candidate running for newly elected uh, or newly created Conway Carolina Forest District representative. And we got him right here on the phone. How are you doing this morning, John? Hey, I'm doing fantastic, Santa. How are you? Good. Thank you. So this is super exciting. Um, I've actually read a bit about you, and I've heard that you are a resident-first-focused uh, candidate. So tell me a little bit about yourself and what made you decide uh, to run. Um, great. Well, um, you know, I moved down here in 1986 uh, to go to Coastal Carolina. And, uh, and uh, when I finished up back in uh, um, 1990, uh, ran across a, a buddy of mine that was in a few of my classes, and um, uh, both of us were—I guess—we were kind of lazy. We didn't want to work for anyone. We just had this great idea as, as two young kids: uh, let's start a business up. And uh, yeah. we wound up starting a uh, printing company in uh, Conway uh, called Duplicates, uh, Duplicate Tank. And um, we uh, we we've grown that. We're we're still business partners thirty years later, and uh, we've uh, we've grown a pretty pretty good business over the years we've been involved with uh, uh, a lot of a lot of different things throughout the business community in Horry County um, uh, some of them great some of them challenging like uh, you know the 2018 flood our, our facility flooded out in Conway oh, wow. and uh, we uh, you know that things in business like that come along you know and, and what's been fantastic is that we've been very resilient we uh, we've learned how to build teams and uh and kind of surround ourselves with, with great people and and you know that's how we're able to to succeed i believe that that you know uh, failure is part of success yes. and you've got to embrace that and and learn from it and not be afraid of it and um and because of that when this uh when this new district came about i felt it was just time my my girls have grown up my my uh, check with my business partner when I wanted to make this decision. You know, I've been with him for thirty years, and I've been with my wife for twenty five years. So uh, I've been married to Scott a lot longer than <laughs> I have. And, and I asked Scott, and he was good with it. And uh, I asked my wife, and she was uh, good with it. And uh, um, I said, you know, instead of complaining about what's going on and things like that, let me at least try to see if I can make a difference. And maybe that's uh, maybe I'm a little naive or a little overzealous, but I, I think I can do it. Wonderful. Oh, amazing. Well, the straw poll says you can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, what are the first one or two things that will be your main priority uh, if you get elected? Uh, my, my first main priority is really to to get to know the, the, the residents of the, of, the, of the district and of the county a little bit more. You know, um, sometimes I think it's a little presumptive of... Uh, of, of candidates just to, to, to just think that they know what everyone's problem is when, you know, what my concerns are is not necessarily what, what your concerns are. Right? right. And I believe like, I'd like to hear more from the, from, from the residents and, uh, you know, going out and I'm meeting people and I'm, I'm taking notes about what the, what the, what's going on. And, you know, there, there's a common theme for sure. Uh, you know, people are concerned about our infrastructure uh, that seems to be the biggest thing, and part of, and, and the infrastructure's not 
it's a word that's thrown around a lot, and uh, there's a lot of things that go into infrastructure. But uh, the main concern that I'm hearing are roads, uh, our, our you know our traffic system, and you know if you guys are listening or or y'all in, in the station, you, you know it's, it, it, the roads have changed quite a bit here as far as uh, how how much traffic we're we're seeing. So yeah. we we need to look at doing some stuff on that level, and I think that comes all the way from maybe federal level down to uh, working with municipalities on, on doing those things. Um, yeah. You know, flooding is huge, right? It's, it's, it's a huge thing. I know, I know a, a, there's a little bit of apathy out there because it happened. It's the last time we've really had a major flood was 2018. And, and we had some other things in, in all of our lives come along since then. But, you know, that's still a very, very real problem. And, uh, and, and concern that we need to figure out how to mitigate. And we need to do that, once again, from a federal down to a, a, a municipality. See, I, I think, and I don't know where you guys live, but, you know, flooding actually isn't just a rare occurrence anymore. It's almost seasonal for us mm-hmm. here in Horry County. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, where, you know, people can't get to their homes and, and, and some people like like us, we have to shut our businesses down because not necessarily the, that there's flood inside the buildings, uh, but there are sometimes the roads are flooded now because of uh, just be, you know because of what's taking place with uh, a new bunch of different factors there. Yeah, and sure. uh, and I think that needs to be addressed very very fast. And um, you know, one of the other things that I'm very very passionate about is small business and entrepreneurship. And I, I'd love to uh, to help um, introduce some legislation uh, that that in, incentivize people for business startups uh, and and create some programs and resources that people want to grow their business. Um, I think that we need that uh, a lot. You know, small business is the number one employer in this country, and uh, uh, we yeah. need to really support our local businesses. Yeah, and the local the the self employed tax of fifteen point three percent that we all pay that are self employed uh, really sucks at tax time. Yeah, um, it, it really takes a big chunk out of what you've made for the year. Um, it, it's disappointing. It is. It is, and it's it's um, you know it, it, probably some of us feel that we're being penalized. <laughs> yeah, actually, I did this year at tax time. My I. It was my worst tax year, but that tells me I had my best year as far as the business. Yes. But, man, did it, it really hurt me, John, to be honest with you. When it came down to paying you know, the government, uh, it, it really hurt, and it hurt this year like no other year. Um, and back to your flooding issue, I live off of Route 90, and you know we've got some issues down there, not with just the flooding, but with roads in general. You know, Route 90 needs to be widened all the way from um, – you know, the 501 all the way into Longs, yeah. I mean, it, it needs it needs widened. The traffic is just increasing. And that's still eight, ten years off. We don't have the money for it. Um, you know, they have to they have to plan it. They have to do some, um, you know, what's a three-year um, uh, planning of a road, you know, looking yes. into it to see what we need to do. I mean, that's just the planning of it. Then you have to actually do it and have the money to do it. So it takes a ton of yeah. time. Yeah. And 90 is going to be very congested in it's already, you know, I see the traffic increase on 90, but once all these homes get built that they're building along 90, it's just going to be ridiculous. Thank God for international drive though. I will say that when it did flood, that was our only way out. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We we definitely have to we have to work together on that, you know. And that's unfortunate. There seems to be a lot of times that that I see that it's a uh, if it's not one if it's not one way, there's not much compromise. I guess is the easiest way to explain that. And you know, it's either one way or no way. And 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 it's just so um, frustrating, I guess, as a uh, as, as as a voter. And that's you know, I guess that's that's really I stepped up instead of saying, "Man, always complaining about things." Let me go and see if I can use some of my skill set of of rallying people. You know, this is what I know is that if you get a bunch of uh, true entrepreneurs, you know, people that have built businesses uh, over time have overcome challenges. If you get those folks in a room, right, and we can pretty much come up with solutions for problems. Would you guys agree? Yes. Yep. <laughs> right. And and that's what I want to see. That's what I want. You know, let's let's take that approach. Let's be problem solvers and make uh, make make Horry County the best, and, and South Carolina for that matter, the best county, the best state to, to to live in. Let's be proud about it, and let's not be on the the lower numbers of 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 lists when they come out about states in the country about being the best or being the lower side of it, let's be the best. Why, why aren't we, you know? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, John. Well, thank you so much. How can people uh, get in touch with you and, and find out more about your campaign? Um, it's, it's really simple. We've got a great, great website. It's got a lot of uh, different, different things in my stances on uh, my position on different uh, issues. But uh, if you go to vote, for johncassidy.com vote for johncassidy.com all my contact information's there um, and uh, uh, we have a couple forms on there on how you can get involved with the campaign and also you know a, uh, we've got a, we've got a form on there where I want to hear what's important to the residents of the county you know let me know where, where, where you stand on things and um, I'm not shy to uh, keep my phone number away from people so it's right on there and that's my my cell number you can call me we can chat Wonderful. Um, so, yeah, thanks so much, guys, for having me on and this opportunity to share share a little bit about myself. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, yeah and John, you. keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars, buddy. Yes. I'm doing it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We will talk to you thanks. soon. Good luck to you. All right, bye. Thank you. Yeah, that was a nice interview. Yes, and, it was. and he seems like a very nice, personable guy. Yes, very genuine. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we need. We need, like, real people mm-hmm. that are in this for the right of us, mm-hmm. right? Now, but yeah, and we did have uh, uh, Tom Rice scheduled for this morning, but he was a, a, a late withdrawal. Yes. Uh, so you were going to have the opportunity to to interview Tom Rice. That's yeah, that would have been nice. You yeah. know, I would have liked to ask him, you know, what were you going through that day? Were you yeah. just like really <laughs> yeah. emotional? And I mean, and why didn't you, why didn't you say anything about it? Yeah. Why didn't you explain yourself? Because yeah. I mean, really? Yeah, because the, the, <laughs> the, uh, commercials are saying that he followed Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not a good person to follow in no. in the eyes of a Republican party that elected you to do what we want. He said he voted his conscience. I watched the debate, um, uh, which uh, I was surprised that all the candidates were not allowed on the stage, you know, for that debate. Um, that's a long story. Uh, but I, I watched the debate and he said he he, he voted his conscience and, and we we did wow. not elect you to vote your conscience. We no. elected you to do what we say, right. uh, as your or what we want you to do. Um, disappointing and very. 
He's got a he's got a heck of a backing. I mean, it's really going to take somebody that uh, to beat him. Um, you know, some of the some people will just vote uh, party lines. Some people will vote for the same guy over and over and over. Go back to Marion Barry, Washington D.C. Mayor, caught with crack, hookers. Um, wow. The mm. the bit set me up. You remember all that? Oh yeah. Well, they reelected him. I don't get it. Like, and, and, then, and then they elected him to like the council, and uh, he just right. had to, he, his career just kept going. They've got a statue of him in D.C. Are you oh, kidding goodness. me? Yeah, it's insanity. So anyway, we'll be back after this break, and we'll have more with Savannah Craven. Saturday morning yeah. coffee right here. See you soon. Thank you guys. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, why would folks be well-served to contact Pyle Financial Services if they need assistance with their financial planning? Reese, wrapping your wealth around your purpose is not just a slogan. It is the heart and soul of our firm, and how we do that is getting to know you and making sure you know your purpose. Then our keep more strategy is deployed. We want you to keep more so you can spend more and then you can give more and then one day you can leave more. And just this year, Pile Financial Services was recognized as the number one company in the country with our broker dealer out of Dallas, Texas. It's Pile Financial Services. Reach them anytime at 843-945-4480 or find them online at pilefinancialservices.com. It's Pile Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee. I am your fill-in host today for Reese Boyd, and I am Savannah Craven. And it's been a great morning so far. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really blessed to be able to come on here and, and be a guest. This going is a great fast. opportunity. Going fast yeah. for you, isn't it? You're like, man, two hours. How am I going to fill that up? Yeah. <laughs> yes, but it's been great. It's yeah. gone by pretty quickly. So Yeah, we've got some. Uh, the, this is going to be a powerhouse kind of hour here for you because mm-hmm. you've got a lot of interviews to do. Right now, we have a uh, another guest. Yes, we have Robert Cahaley, and he is a pollster and uh, funder of founder of the Trafalgar Group, and he's going to talk a little bit uh, about the Pennsylvania Senate race. How are you doing this morning, Robert? I'm doing great. Good. <laughs> you sound like you're doing great. <laughs> yeah, very chipper. He's like, man, I got some Starbucks this morning. I'm doing good. Well, I don't know how many of you have been following this, but it's a rather interesting race. Uh, it's turned into a, a three-way race. Mm-hmm. About three... Uh, three and a half weeks ago, we we first noticed that that um, Kathy Barnett was actually doing rather well, mm-hmm. and uh, we showed her in a, a very close race for second place, just about a point behind McCormick. So, where the world was kind of shocked that she ended up being a contender, we really weren't. Uh, and this is what happens: I mean, you have these two guys, you know, spending twenty, thirty million beating the heck out of each other, and then here she is, and she has a compelling story. She has a great debate, yeah. uh, and you know the week after the Roe versus Wade leak, and here she is talking about how she was born to a mother who was raped, and and that's the way she started the debate. Yes, <laughs> and she she 
she had a re- really good uh, appearance, and so now it's it's kind of a three way race, and it's uh, been it's very very tight. Uh, we, we've been we've been watching it. We put out a couple polls on it um, with uh, our friend Matt Towery in uh, Philadelphia's put out a poll, and uh, his is very close to ours. And then Fox News Channel put out a poll, and, and all three of our polls are within about a point of each. So wow. we show all of a sudden this thing in the top three within about a five-point shred from first to, to uh, third. Wow. Yeah, it's quite amazing, actually. I remember seeing um, a video that was produced by Live Action about her, and, you know, her mother conceived when she was only 11 years old wow. and chose life for, for her. And it just it really shows the humanity of someone that is conceived in, in rape because abortion is always used to justify uh, in those cases. And so just hearing her testimony and her story, it's just, it's incredible. Um, so what does this say about the state of the race and, and U.S. politics today? <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things where politics is a lot like anything else. Uh, when I always say politics is like a big game of whack-a-mole, and I spend enough time at the beach, and everybody knows how to play whack-a-mole there. And when you're doing that, if somebody goes down, somebody goes up. And it is really what's been going on is, you know, what we see is if everybody starts kind of pounding on one person, then somebody else rises. I mean, I I look at it this way. There's there's kind of two lanes. Uh, Everybody in the top three in Pennsylvania is all – America first pro-Trump. So it's not a matter of there's a Trump candidate and non-Trump candidate. They're all three, you know, even though Trump's only endorsed one, they all claim to be supportive of President Trump's agenda. But what you find is that Oz having Trump's endorsement has his supporters and then his supporters because he was endorsed by Trump. And then you have what's left over. And Oz's best hope is that those two split that right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If either one of them gets an advantage, if you know, everybody beats up on Kathy uh, enough, and I think both of them seem to be beating up on her now, then that could elevate McCormick into first because she drops enough. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, if if uh, she continues to rise, she rises at McCormick's expense so she could win. So that's really, it, it is that kind of a whack-a-mole between those two especially. And so that's what to watch. What we've seen in the last few days is that both the Oz campaign, the McCormick campaign, and their super PACs are all universally beating up on Kathy Barnett. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy to see see a candidate that doesn't have a Trump endorsement, you know, comparatively has very little money and is doing so well. It's it's quite interesting. Well, you know what they say in politics is there's nothing like being left alone. And when two people are beating the fool out of each other and the other's <laughs> I uh, leave you alone. It is very easy to rise, but there's something about being being that uh, being the leader that brings a lot more scrutiny and a lot more criticism, and that is exactly what she, uh, Kathy is experiencing her moment in the sun right now. Hmm. Yes. Well, yeah. So we got a question here in the chat. Um, someone wants to know what you think about straw polls. Um, I think straw polls can be very demonstrative of what the grassroots thinks. Uh, you know, a lot of the time when straw polls are, or it, it depends. For example, if a, let's say you have a straw poll at a, at a county party event. If that straw poll is limited to just people who are actually members of the county party, it's very valuable. 
if it's a stronghold, people can bring people from all over uh, outside of, of that county. People who have never participated in there, and they can pay a fee or something and vote. It's not very representative. So it really depends on how they're conducted. And with every straw poll, the first thing I want to see is how are the ballots being counted, who's counting them, uh, where are they being counted, are they counted in front of people, is everybody getting a chance to vote, that kind of stuff. Yes. Very important. Well, he he knows his stuff. Yes, he does. he does. (laughs) Uh, I was looking at the HC GOP uh, website at the straw poll that was taken, and they the numbers look lopsided to me to be honest with you well i have no idea what the what the straw poll was about so i i'm not yeah true me neither i didn't look that deeply into it but i i figured it was who who would you elect is what i was i believe oh is but, it for your congressional race yeah i i believe that's what it was uh I'm curious. What did it say? Um, I, I'm i'm not gonna get into it um you can you can see it at the hc gop website um because I may not be deciphering this correctly, but it looks pretty plain Jane, easy to decipher, um, and it just looks like some of the numbers are are lopsided from other polls that I've seen. So, uh, you know, there's some, there's definitely always some funny business going on out there, and uh, I just hope that we have a a free uh, and you know open, uh, well, a controlled election. I hope it's yes. it's an honest election. Um, that's I think all Americans want to see that is honest. Elections, you know, no cheating, no two thousand mules. Right. Well, yeah. I, I, like I said, I don't know what it said, but if it said Tom Rice won, I would have questions. Because um, I've looked at this race enough to know that that's not possible. Yeah. No, it it, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. <laughs> okay. uh, but then, uh, then, I, then I would I would give it more credence. Yeah. And <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. And, and you're right. Night uh, Rice is is way down there on this poll, this particular poll. So. Mm. Yeah, that sounds about like what I'm I'm used to seeing among activists. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Because remember, activists are not voters. Activists are the more likely people to participate in elections. That are they're they're not low information voters. They're high information voters. Right. So mm-hmm. you expect them to be super partisan, and yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, that does make sense now that you put it that way. Mm. And I had gotten a, a text earlier from our friend Tom, who's a friend of yours, and he said, "Take." them with uh, not a grain of salt but a pound of salt you know that sometimes they are controlled and um manipulated so yep and straw polls aren't a poll like you were talking about rob so yeah all right well thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it yeah and and uh how can we you know follow you absolutely or you can get me and um I'm at Robert Cahaley, uh, C-A-H-A-L-Y, on Twitter. And uh, uh, we're, our website is thetrafalgargroup.org or trafalgargroup.com. And um, we are uh, Trafalgar underscore group uh, at Facebook. Okay. Wonderful. Well, great talking to you. Hope to meet you someday. All right. Well, y'all too, and have a great morning. Thank right. you. Thanks for taking the time with us this morning. Absolutely. Take care. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us this morning on Saturday Morning Coffee. We will see you right after the break.
Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Thanks for waking up with Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Welcome back, everyone, to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am your guest host this morning, Savannah Craven, and I'm here in the studio with Glenn Dye. It's been a great morning so far. Going pretty quickly. We've got Reese Boyd, that guy, Saturday Morning Coffee guy, guy, on the phone. (laughs) The guy. He's he's, he's traveling up in Columbia, I believe. Yes. Morning, Reese. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Good morning. Morning. How are y'all? It's uh, it's great to be with y'all, and thank you so much, uh, Savannah, for uh, stepping in and guest hosting. You are just doing a great job, and yes, thank you, uh, Glenn. I'm in, I'm in Columbia with the Christian Academy Saints, who are uh, playing in soccer this uh, this very day for the state championship. So, I want to give a shout out to the Christian Academy Saints, uh, uh, ladies and men's teams uh, in the uh, state uh, in the state championship game in Columbia today. Woo-hoo. So we're we're having a great time and. Uh, Thank y'all again for carrying the water for me while I'm while I'm doing this very important uh, business of the family. So, and and by the way, Glenn, you're you're right, y'all. I enjoyed the discussion of straw polls, but straw polls are notoriously uh, not correlated to the final election results. But they're fun to do. They're fun to do. Well, so, I actually got criticized on the tech PCRxcomputers.com <laughs> text line that shame on me for saying funny business in the same sentence as straw poll. That was a well-run event. I I, yeah. I apologize, Laura, for saying funny business, but the numbers do not reflect what I'm seeing in mm-hmm. what I've seen so far. Right. That's well, what it, I'm saying. It can be a perfectly legitimate straw poll, but still completely not correlated to what the actual you know support for somebody is, because it's a totally different kind of game. Right. It's not uh, not not generally never indicative of what the actual election results are going to look like but they're fun to do yeah but you guys taught me something this morning actually our friend um tom chimed in and taught me something this morning um and i I didn't realize this you know i might have taken a straw poll more serious well i can't say seriously either can i um i would have taken the results differently had i not known three grains of salt yes that's it three that's it so what's what's going on with the hc gop this evening well, I, actually, it's an Ori County Republican women event. I wanted to give you guys a heads up, make sure that everybody knew about it. And I told Shannon Grady I would I would give a, a shout out. And, of course, wanted to call and, and thank um, Savannah for the excellent job she's doing. Oh, thank but they're you. Having, they're having a showing. Um, they're having a showing tonight of 2,000 mules. I don't know if you if you guys have seen that. I've seen it. It will it will knock your socks off. It is just an outstanding um uh, I, I can't even. We don't have time to get into it. We'll be talking about it on future episodes. But uh, the Ori County Republican women and and uh, and Shannon Grady for County Council are doing a showing. It's a free showing of two thousand mules tonight. It's at the Ori County Republican Women's uh, Facility at the old Waccamaw Pottery, the the Fantasy Harbor uh, Complex, which is twenty nine ninety nine Waccamaw Boulevard. The doors open at six thirty. The movie starts at seven. And uh, so everybody's welcome. And I promise you, you know, I saw, you know, Mike Lindell did a couple of movies. 
Glenn about you know we're going to prove the election was a fraud. And I watched, I watched, I did, I did the live stream of that, and I'm like, yeah, nice try, Mike. I don't think you proved anything. Um, but I've watched this movie, and if you haven't seen 2,000 Mules, you have to see this movie. It just you have to see it. If you can come see it tonight, come see it. If you don't see it tonight. Uh, go to SalemNow.com or whatever the website is and, mm-hmm. and get a copy of it because it is everybody in America uh, needs to see uh, 2,000 Mules. He's, Dinesh D'Souza and his team have just done, and, and TrueTheVote.org, those guys have done an amazing job of just taking data that's publicly available. Anybody can buy it from the cell phone companies. It's done all the time and proving how there was an organized operation to, to do things that just had to have an outcome, uh, you know, had to have an impact uh, on the election results. And so I'm going to let everybody uh, see it for themselves. Won't say more now, but just encourage everybody to come out tonight to uh, the Ori County Republican Women um, Office at 2999 Waccamaw Boulevard and just check out 2,000 Mules for yourself. It won't cost you anything. Yeah, and it's right there at the old Waccamaw Pottery, which they say when you get there, just keep walking until you see America, and then you'll oh, know you're it. in the right place. <laughs> there you yeah, go. That sounds awesome. Go. You don't want to miss that, folks. Yeah. That's that's awesome. So I really enjoyed uh, listening to uh, uh, Rob Cahaley. What a fascinating guy, Savannah. Great interview, and, and thanks again. Y'all keep up the great work, and, and have a great day, and y'all have a great weekend. All right, you hey, too, you man. Too. Go, go team. Woo! Your go team wins. <laughs> go Saints. Yeah. Yes, go Saints. Keep us posted on how that goes. <laughs> Will do. All right, well. Talk to you later. All right. That's great. Yeah. So when we come back, we've got another guest for you to interview. Yes. You know who we that have is? Trump-endorsed candidate Russell Fry. Yes, Y'all we are do. not going to want to miss this. That's right. <laughs> Fried Rice will be up with us here in just a couple of minutes right here on Saturday Morning Coffee. And more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies. If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. Good morning and welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am your guest host this morning, Savannah Craven, and I am joined here live in the studio with Russell Fry. How are you doing this morning? Man, it's good to be here. I'll tell you what, we're out of session now. We're back. Uh, I'm back home. I get to see my little guy every night. And, uh, so it's good to be it's good to be back. Got about a month to the primary. Yeah. yeah. So it's I, I think I took about an eight hour uh, cat nap when I got back. And, uh, <laughs> nice. Now we're off to the races, you know. Yes, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you are Trump endorsed. That's a pretty big deal. Tell us a little bit of how how much like how amazing that felt when you uh, got that information. And then also I saw you speak at the Trump rally. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about how that was. Okay. Yeah. Great question. Um, so it's a funny story actually. Um, I was almost wrecked my car, 
And so I had heard that a rumor that we might get a call, right? And they said, if you get a call from a blocked number, answer it. So for several weeks, I'm answering blocked phone calls. <laughs> and it's like, you know, car salesman and, you know, we're going to extend your warranty and things like that. And so, um, you know, you kind of just go, okay, whatever. You know, it's, I don't know if it's going to happen or, or when, if, if it's going to happen. And uh, so Friday, it, like, it was a, a Friday in uh, late January, right? Um, yeah, it was late January because we, we were, uh, I was headed home to blow up balloons for my son's birthday. And so we're sitting, I'm sitting there and I get this call from a blocked number. And just earlier that day, I had thought, or I had received a blocked number call and it was somebody who actually was trying to get me to, but they blocked my number so that they could, <laughs> you know, that try to sell me some TV ads for the campaign. And so I thought it was this guy again and I answered the phone I was like, man, I'm, I, well, it's six o'clock. I'm heading home. I got a little bit of time. I'll talk to this guy. So I pick up the phone. Hey, man, what's up? And, uh, <laughs> and on the other line was the president. And I, and I was like mortified at the same time. I was excited <laughs> because, uh, you know, you just answered the phone. Hey, man, uh, what's up to a president? So, um, it was really cool. I'll tell you, I, I, one of the things that impressed me the most is how dialed in he is on issues. And you see him on the stump, right? You, we've seen him on the stump speeches and, and, um, but he's just rattling things off uh, off the top of his head when we were talking and even specific to South Carolina. So, um, you know, he's very much in tune to what's going on and he has every reason in the world to just, um, you know, enjoy, you know, to kind of go off and enjoy the the, you know, retire, so to speak. But he's just not. I mean, he really wants to help the American people even outside of the presidency's office. And so. Uh, really cool. And of course the Trump rally was excellent. I mean, when we, we were in Florence, I mean, you were there, but it was freezing. Oh yes. So tremendous energy. It took me a couple of days to defrost after that, but it was <laughs> yeah. really cool. I mean, um, but going up on stage, you know, I, I'm pretty comfortable in front of a crowd. Um, but it, it was because of the weather, because of the moment. I mean, I froze literally and figuratively on stage or before I got, got out there. And my mind went blank. Mm. I mean, what are you going to say? What are you supposed to say? You prepared. What are you? I mean, so, and then of course, as you're walking out and everyone starts cheering, like things start coming back and you're going, okay, all right, we got this. We these got are this. My friends. Yeah. 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 These are my friends. Yeah. Yeah, so, but it was, it was a cold day. It was it a very was. cold day. I think day. it was like 30 degrees. And when that sun went down, it was over. Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought I, and I, I was wearing like two shirts. I had my jacket that went down past my knees and right. gloves. I was still freezing. I'm like, how do I get warm? <laughs> and, so and, yeah, and that was do, great. Do we, do you, we think that President Trump will run again? I mean, right now <laughs> it, it sounds like he's going that way. And of course we talked about it earlier on the show that, you know, is he the guy? Is he not the guy? But I, we all agree that if he's the runner, then we will back him, you know, 100 percent. Yeah. Um, but is there somebody else that could step up and maybe Trump doesn't? But I, I just don't know how this is all going to pan out. I, I think I mean, you know, one of the things that I've heard is that when he was when he was elected in 2016, the Republicans controlled the Senate, the House and, of course, the White House. Mm -hmm. Um for the first two years. But it wasn't a good team, right? Like, they got a lot done in that first two years. But if you ask people in and around the Trump world, they say, we could have gotten more done if we didn't have uh, people, rhinos, standing in our own way. Mm -hmm. um, that they were with us to our face and then trying to undercut us behind the scenes. And so um, I think kind of the my, – my perception is that, you know, we don't ultimately know what he will decide, whether he runs or not. But he wants to, if he does run and he does want to come back and run for president again, he wants a good team in place so that they can hit the ground running mm -hmm. in 
you know, 2024 or 2025. Um, So uh, excited to be on that team. It's been, uh, you know, I mean, it's been a whirlwind uh, tour, so to speak. I mean, I don't think I sleep much. I survive on coffee and Red Bull. (laughs) Ooh, Red Bull, not good. Ah, That is so delicious. (laughs) Years ago, I got... The green one, the green one. I like the green one. Years ago, I'd get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, go to work, and then when I got off of work, I would, about an hour and a half, two hours later, I'd do a radio show, the Top 25 Country Countdown. And I remember driving there thinking, I am so tired. Yeah. But... Stop by a highs and get a, a Red Bull, and man, that I mean, it does give you wings, but it tells me it's not good for me. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it really sped me up. Oh goodness, yeah, I've never tried those before. Mm. Yeah, well, the, well, the green ones. Scary. Got a little. I don't, I don't even know what the flavor is. I just say the green one, the green one. So that's, uh, <laughs> they got these different flavors now. But um, I have one of those occasionally. Isn't Mountain Dew just like Red Bull, but no, just a different but it's flavor? Also good. I like yeah. Mountain Dew. <laughs> I do too, but the caffeine. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about the election reform bill and other stuff that you've uh, just been doing in Columbia this past week. Yeah, great question. Um, I mean, a lot of things came to a head in a positive way. I mean, we've been, you know, the final week of a two year session is very crazy. I mean, things happen and things die very quickly and, and they don't even die for um you know, majority reasons like people vote, they die because of procedure. I mean, th- you're at the end and it's very easy to derail a bill. And so the election integrity bill, I mean, we were going back and forth. The Senate, um, we had passed a bill and then we passed another bill. And the, the state party and, of course, the governor, uh, us, we were all engaged on getting those passes. Very common sense stuff in there. The Senate changed it to add some, I would say, some things that the Senate could oversee just themselves. And so... Uh, the fear was that when they sent it back to us that, you know, we don't have the time to address that. And there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts uh, with what they were trying to do. And so, you know, we kind of pushed back on that a little bit. But at the very, very end, they merged the two bills. I mean, in the final, I think two weeks ago in committee, I was voting to amend Senate bills to include the election integrity bill. We did this eight times. I mean, we were that serious mm-hmm. about sending vehicles back to the Senate so that they could pass them back to us and, uh, and concur with them. So we were really trying to, to to get that done. And I was a little fearful privately that it wasn't going to that it wasn't going to happen. And, and lo and behold, we we had a break. We got the, the thing hammered out with the Senate. They kind of walked back some of their demands, so to speak, and we got it done. And so to me, uh, if you look at this in a, from a precursor standpoint, we've got a pretty dang good uh, process. We've got voter ID, right? There's a lot of things that you can like. Uh, the Heritage Foundation ranks us the eighth most secure state from election integrity perspective. But my philosophy is very simple on this. You always have to check under the hood, right? Even if things are going well, what lessons can you learn from Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona? What are the things that they faced that we might not have faced but could have, right? And so that is part and parcel to this bill uh, that has a lot of policy proposals in it, you know, uh, that machines can't be connected to the Internet, that we're not going to have drop boxes in the state of South Carolina, that a vote in Darlington should be the same as a vote in Marlboro or Oree, in that the process is the same, that each election commission is doing the same things the same way, right? So there's there were deviations that we're not going to accept Zuckerbucks, right? I mean, that was a big issue, particularly in Pennsylvania and some of these uh, blue counties and cities where they were flooding the market with, you know, voter turnout stuff. So there's a lot to like about these bills. And I really think that that we put a good uh, foot forward. We strengthened the absentee balloting uh, 
requirements so that the witnesses also have to print their name. They also have to be 18 years of age or older, that if you request an absentee ballot and you fill it out and, of course, you sign it and you send it in, you also have to include the last four of your Social Security number. Again, it's just another measure to make sure that you are who you say you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really think that it was a good, uh, it it allows for uh, different types of audits, random audits. Um, So I think in a lot of ways, I mean, we put a a big step forward and the governor just signed it yesterday. And so the practical reality is this for that, is that absentee balloting would take place and technically Monday, would have been when you could request an absentee ballot or you could have requested it beforehand, but they start to mail them out to people. But now that that's changed, it's on hold for another two weeks. So two weeks out now, you can go in person, you can request an absentee ballot, whatever the case is, but it's, uh, it is, uh, it's a good step forward. I think in the right direction. It sounds like dead people will not be voting this time around. Oh, darn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Put fences around the graveyards, you know. <laughs> that that wasn't part of the bill, but uh, yeah, somebody mentioned that to me the other day, and I thought it was kind of a funny joke. Uh, unfortunately, uh, also probably true, given yeah, yeah. given some of the states and things that we've seen. Right. Yeah, funny but true. Well, that's great. That's awesome. I mean, that's what we need. We need election integrity. Uh, it, like, it, it's disgusting <laughs> what we. It's not we, even a question. No. <laughs> so. it, but that's what we need. I, everybody in this country just wants the same thing, I believe, except the ones that want to cheat. And right. I, we haven't seen 2,000 mules yet, but we've seen other things that have pointed that us to fear that the election was not 100%. Right. right. So. Well, and that's the concern. You know, look, people want assurance, and they always do. You can go back to the sure. beginning of time, yeah. that the results are what the results are, mm-hmm. regardless right. of the outcome of who you support or not. Do you have faith that 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 is the true picture of what actually happened? And and I don't think that anybody or most people um, have any faith in that right now. And so you I think the message is clear. The governor said this. I've heard a lot of people say this, including uh, us on the campaign trail. Make it easy to vote, hard to cheat. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just it's it's super simple. Um, and I look at it from a legal perspective and, and kind of, you know, I've been kind of looking at election laws for several years um, and working with the state party on several things. And so I'm familiar with kind of the mechanics sometimes of where we are. Uh, but looking at like the, the absentees, as an example, and Dropbox is why we don't have that. Well, because you can't establish a chain of custody, right? We don't – you don't have the manpower to sit there and watch that particular Dropbox 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You don't know who's dropping. I mean we see this at least with the clips with 2,000 mules, right? Mm-hmm. Like I haven't seen it like you, but I've yeah. seen some of the previews, you know, that people are coming up and they're dumping these ballots mm-hmm. into this Dropbox. And again, you know, you need to go in. There's a there's a process to request an absentee, that, uh, and then if you're going in and voting – early absentee or voting on the election day, I get to see you. I get to see that it's you. I get to see your ID. I know that it's you, and therefore you can go vote for whoever you want to choose, right? right? And the same thing with absentee is you have to have certain, you know, you have to put in your information. You have to put in your last four-year Social Security number and your birthday and this and that and the other to request the ballot. And then it gets sent to you, and you got to send it back, and there's still some security measures there on the back end for that hard ballot itself, including now – the last four of your social on the ballot itself, plus a witness requirement. I mean, if you remember in 2020, there was a Democratic law firm that tried to sue the state of South Carolina and get rid of the witness requirement. And they said, 
COVID. And so it took us in the House of Representatives, we had to intervene in that lawsuit. And everyone said, well, maybe, you, you know, the press was, maybe you should just waive it. It's COVID. Maybe you should waive the witness requirement. And my opinion was, absolutely not. If we right. lose at court, we lose at court. But we need to fight it all the way up because guess what? That's our law. That's what people want us to do. Um, and we're not going to let some Democratic law firm sue us and yeah. get rid of a law that we lawfully passed and got signed. So and we if, fought that all the way to the Supreme Court. Right. And if you have nothing to hide, why do you get so triggered about something like right. that? <laughs> like, Novel hmm. concept. Huh? Interesting. And it seems that the Democrat side is the ones that want the no, uh, you don't need a, a driver's license or a state ID to yeah. vote. You know, you can just be yeah. anybody and maybe vote as many times as you want. So, right. you know, Russell, you going to stick with us through the break? Yeah, I'll, I'll hang around. Yeah, awesome. he's, Russell's got, got my coffee, coffee going. Yeah. Go. Oh, yeah, what you drinking? Black coffee. Oh, <laughs> well. Red Bull next, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with the uh, last segment, Saturday yes. Morning Coffee with Savannah Craven. <laughs> Here on Talk. If you need freedom, Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday morning coffee. We're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty. And Greg, you've been in this market for over 24 years locally. How does that experience translate to benefit your clients? You're right, Reese. Doing this for 24 years, we've learned a few things, and we specialize in better communication, giving our clients more peace of mind, and just handling all the details, streamlining the process. So how do you coach a buyer who's involved in an environment where there are multiple offers being submitted for properties that are moving quickly? You've got to have a buyer that absolutely has to have the property, meaning the motivation is there. Going in strong with terms and price is the way you win in this market. Folks, that's great real estate advice from Greg Sisson. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team EXP Realty at 843-251-2693 or reach them online at gregsisson.com. It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on Talk 94.5. We have Russell Fry here in the studio with us still. How you doing? I'm great this morning. Good. I'm actually surprisingly as tired as I think I am sometimes. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, it's going to be a good weekend. Oh, at the good. Blue Crab Festival, mm-hmm. you know. You going up? I'm going up there, yeah. yeah. That'll be, be fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We'll take my son and uh, it should be fun. Yep. He's excited about it. He loves festivals. Liz and Nick are there today. Um, I'll Great. be there tomorrow. We um, uh, should have a good time at the Blue Crab Festival. Mm-hmm. A lot awesome. of people. Oh, yeah. A lot of people. Yeah, so we were just talking. Do you have any events coming up, or do you want to tell people a little bit about what your plan is, uh, You know, if and when you do get elected, what you'll be focusing on? Yeah, great question. So 
Uh, yeah, we've got some. Um, obviously, we'll be at the. We're going to pop up to the Blue Crab at some point today. Um, be up there. Uh, there is a Bikers for Trump. Um, you know, Chris Cox, who's the national president mm-hmm. for Bikers for Trump. He's actually from Charleston, or lives in Charleston. Um, but he's coming up. Um, president Trump loves him, by the way. He always talks about him. And in fact, when I was at Mar-a-Lago, you know, everyone's in suits and looks nice. And Chris Cox comes in in blue jeans and boots and his leather jacket, and um, pretty cool. But uh, <laughs> so the bikers for Trump, the red hats for Trump, are doing a rally for me um, tomorrow, uh, Sunday, from one to five at Wild Horse Saloon on Highway Seven Hundred Seven. So come out. Yeah. Um, I think we'll have a be a good. There's a, a band plan. Should be really. Uh, you know, food, all that kind of stuff. So it should be a really good event um, that I'm looking forward to. So come out, even if you're not a, a motorcyclist. We got a lot of people that are just coming out to to meet Chris Cox and to you know be part of the campaign. So, um, but they're they're hosting it for us, and so we'll be there tomorrow. And uh, it's going to be kind of a busy weekend, I think. Huh? Oh yeah, um, that'll but, be awesome. But I'll tell you, um, you know, the, at least the way uh, that I approach um, things is is probably built on and around how I grew up, right? We didn't have much. People have heard me talk about this before. You know, we didn't have much growing up. And so you really had to earn, earn your way um, in everything, both in work and and actions at school, make sure that you were on top of stuff. And so my parents really drove that home, um, even, even not having much. And so from a very early age, I think you have to work. And I think people want fighters they want people in in public service that actually work they're tired of wallflowers that you go and you vote the yes or no and you act like you've done something impactful guess what you haven't like what have you done for the conservative movement have you been in the trenches in the literal trenches are you waving signs out on the highway um are you um contacting your elected representatives are you drafting are you in the arena you know there was that that Teddy Roosevelt speech, man in the arena. Are you in the arena? And even if you fall short, at least you dared, at least you did so trying. Right. And um, I think people are, are totally engaged in that right now on our, our side is that they want that level of service, um, both on public policy and constituent service, right? They want people to, they want to feel like they have an ally, that somebody's going to be fighting for them individually, that they're going to be fighting on the issues. You know, and we've done that at the state house. I mean, I've been there for this is my seventh year, um, which is kind of hard to believe. Um, and it's amazing to me that the last two years have been particularly aggressive on very conservative things. We've had the most uh, robust piece of pro life legislation ever passed mm-hmm. that no one ever said that we could do. Uh, the gun bill, the election integrity, education savings accounts, a billion dollar tax cut just this year. Um, so there's a lot of things that are like really good um, that really kind of that, that I think separate us out from a lot of other states. Um, and I think that that same level of service is something that should be focused. So where are we going to go in Washington? What should our, our the next generation of conservative leader focus on? I think you got to fix the border. I think for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we if you are a country without borders, you cease to be a country. But you've got human trafficking and fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Gosh, fentanyl is killing our community in our right. communities. I mean, numbers are through the roof. Um, 107,000 deaths from overdoses last year. It's the highest Gosh. it's ever been. Highest it's ever been. Wow. And it's directly attributable to the Swiss cheese policy of the Biden administration. So you got to fix the border. Um, and you gotta you got to rein in this inflation. I mean, it is insane to me just the way that i grew up i mean this affects retirees in this area in particular Mm -hmm. obviously 
and it affects pe- working families really hard when you are paying twice amount to fill up your car to go to work every week. Right. Like, I will never the forgive this year. administration for the Dollar Tree, what they did to the Dollar Tree. How mm-hmm. dare you? Yeah. <laughs> what is it now? Five, five and below? Well, yeah, it, it literally is. Yeah. Yes, they have a five and ten dollar yeah. section, I believe, and then everything is one twenty five. Yep. And they'll never come down from that no. because People are going to have to pay that. Well, you know, know, I spent 35 years in the grocery industry, and when I go grocery shopping, the last time I went, I was like, has everything changed the price to six forty nine? You know, yeah. where it used to be two for five, now it's two for seven, right. or you know, six forty nine, six forty nine. I saw that a lot, and I'm like, are mm-hmm. you kidding me? Coffee creamer, six forty nine? Are yeah. you kidding oh, me? I know it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think you know there are certain things that all conservatives can can rally behind, and honestly, I think the American people are. I mean, um, are we going to come up with a new? I would say a, a, a 21st century contract with America. Um, I think we should. Yeah. And I think it's got to focus on things that people really care about right now. Um, border security being one, election integrity, uh, inflation in the economy. I mean, people – and I always think about people that I grew up with and people who I know that I go to church with that I personally know and the struggles that they face. Um, you know, uh, bumped into a girl the other day who I went to high school with. She's a single mom. And – you know, she's so excited about her new job because she's making more than she's ever made. But she's also like, it's tough. She's got mouths to feed at home. She's working, and you've got Biden inflation, which is killing everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, baby formula is the new is the new victim. You can't find baby formula. Yeah, we were talking you about can that. You can border. find it at the border. Right. Yep. <laughs> so oh, I, th- I think those tragic. are things that I that I want to focus on. And that level of service, I think, is so important. Being uh, being a voice for you know, small town America, being a voice for the Grand Strand and the PD, you know, being active, engaged, not afraid to go to things like the Blue Crab Festival, as an example. Like people want to see you. They want to see and and talk to you and they Mm want to feel like they have a fighter in their corner, somebody who can listen and then try to go get something done on the federal level. Yeah. And I mean, buyer of remorse for Biden. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that voted this guy into office that are really disappointed in what has happened to them right um we were talking earlier that you know some people were like i'll take ten dollars a gallon for gas you know as long as trump's not in office well you right. may get your opportunity i mean we're, we're climbing and um this is the highest gas prices ever right in my understanding and i remember yes. you know back in 1990-ish we had a a, a big um gas problem as uh, gas being uh 425 a gallon we've exceeded that so it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's always great to see you. It's yes. good to be here. Yeah, it she, really is. She's I, got um, a she's got her three minute <laughs> signal, and uh, she's going to do a little parting wisdom that's, that that uh, Reese loves to do. Um, we also open the airwaves and the opportunity for anybody running in this political season to come in, mm-hmm. uh, whether here or by phone, and be interviewed and get the same time that Russell Fry just got. Um, you're you're more than welcome. And we uh, Reese has reached out to every candidate and offered that. Um, opportunity. Wonderful. Yes. So I'm going to leave you with a little bit of parting wisdom today. Um, With all the stuff going on in the world, it can be pretty depressing, right? But Mm -hmm. we always have the Heavenly Father to remind us how grateful we are and that we're here for a purpose. So I came across this verse. It says, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your Heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well.
Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And that is Matthew 6, verse 31 through 34. I like that, Russell. Oh, that was that. good. That's actually a great. Yeah, one. <laughs> Savannah. I, you know, that's Each the best day has selling a trouble of its own. Yeah. <laughs> best selling book in history. You pulled out a good one there. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yes, I love that one. So, well, what? Real quick before we go, what what do you have going on? Where will you be next? I know today you'll you'll be in Raleigh, right? Yes, I'll be in Raleigh at the Planned Parenthood uh, bans off our bodies protest. But of course, I will be counter protesting, and I'll be there filming uh, with a videographer. Hired by live action. So that should be really interesting. I hope we get some good conversations. You know, the goal is to genuinely change people's minds and have conversations. But we know there will be the few crazy ones. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that'll be interesting and exciting. Um, I have YWLS, Young Women's Leadership Summit, coming up in Dallas. Uh, That's a turning point event. And it's an all-girls event. So it'll be great to, to make some new friends and meet up with some old ones and, you know, hang out with the girls. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, any plays coming up for you? Any? Not at the moment. I'm hoping to do something probably later this summer. I'm literally packed pretty much through July, so we shall see. Um, hopefully, James O'Keefe will have another party pretty soon. That I'll be you know, every time it. I turn on like uh, NCIS Miami or something, I expect to see you on there because <laughs> someday funny. you are probably going to be doing some type of regular TV show. I can yes, say. I hope so. So thank it. you so much for allowing me on the show today. It's been a blessing. I want to remind you guys about the 2000 Mule showing tonight. Uh, it is put on by the Ori County Republicans Women Group, and it'll be at 299 Waccamaw Boulevard. Uh, doors open at 630 and movie starts at 7. Hope to see y'all there. All right. Russell, thank you. Thank Savannah, you. thank you. We'll see y'all next week here. here on Saturday. Have a good Bye, weekend. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, why would folks be well served to contact Pyle Financial Services if they need assistance with their financial planning? Reese, wrapping your wealth around your purpose is not just a slogan. It is the heart and soul of our firm. And how we do that is getting to know you and making sure you know your purpose. Then our keep more strategy is deployed. We want you to keep more so you can spend more and then you can give more and then one day you can leave more. And just this year, Pile Financial Services was recognized as the number one company in the country with our broker dealer out of Dallas, Texas. It's Pile Financial Services. Reach them anytime at 843-945-4480 or find them online at pilefinancialservices.com. It's Powell Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.